Good morning. Good morning, Rabbi Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class is dedicated in celebration of the birth of Helene Poppy Jamal. Born to Celia and Joseph Jamal, the honored grandparents, Helene and Bobby Beta, and Lisa and Alan Jamal, Mazatov and Mabruk. Congratulations. Also, Breakfast in the Class is dedicated in honor of the marriage of Sophia Mocho to Jeffrey Dweck, sponsored by Mariel Dweck. Mazal Tov Mabruk. And finally, the week of cold brew, sponsored by David E. Ash, in honor of you and your substantial capacity to go today and every day. Mashallah. Okay, let's get started. My friends, the Pasuk tells us that when the Jewish people were entering into the land of Israel, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the spies exactly what to look for. And he tells them, I want you to check does the land have a tree in it or not? Do they live in fortified cities or do they not live in fortified cities? That sounds like a good question to ask. Do they live in fortified cities? You want to take over a place? You got to know. What are we bringing with us? Battering rams? What's happening? Okay? Hayesh ba'etzim ayin. Is there a tree? Who cares if there's a tree or not? Rashi on the spot says something amazing. He says that yesh ba'etz doesn't actually refer to a, a regular tree. Yesh ba'etz means, does it have? Wise men, tzadikim, tamidei chachamim, tzidkaniyot, that in their merit, uh, the, 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 the people living in Eretz Canaan would be protected. We find this idea in other places as well. Bitzilo Yashafti. I sat in, its, in his shade. A person who lives or who has a Tamid Chacham living in their neighborhood, the Tamid Chacham offers a modicum of protection to all those that are around him. Uh, a Sadeket is someone that provides... Uh, a shield against puranut, against punishment, to those that are around them, to those that interact with them. Now, I always loved this pasuk. And it's a strange pasuk to love, I'm fully aware. right? The pasuk describing whether or not there was any tzaddikim living in the land of Canaan. Why is that a pasuk to love? I just want to point something out. The measure and the power of what it means to be connected to a tzaddik, to a righteous person. To support them, to, to work with them, to be close to them. What are we learning from this pasuk? Something incredible. God himself promised the Jewish people that they would inherit the land of Israel. God himself. Who did he promise it to? Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, the Jewish people. That means that there's a standing, signed contract with God that the Jewish people are going to take this land. Moshe is telling the spies, make sure, tell, let us know if there's a Sadiq there. Who cares? Hashem promised. That means that even if a person has a tremendous amount of good that's supposed to come to him, if that comes at the expense of the Sadiq, it's not happening. Do you understand that point? The power of protection that comes from a person who's Yaresh Shamaim, 
who has fear of heaven, who follows in Torah's ways, who does mitzvot, does acts of chesed, studies Torah. It's so great that even if God promised, Hashem's not going to touch that. Let me explain where else we see this idea. Pasuk tells us that when Yaakov is running away from Esav, he, uh, he's ordered by his father and his mother to go to Padan Aram, leave Eretz Israel, go to this other place, find the girl, settle down, get married. So he's got his father and his mother telling him to do it. He's the mitzvah. He's doing the mitzvah of Kibbut Avaim. On the way back, who does he bump into? Esav. Says the pasuk, Vayira Yaakov, and Yaakov was worried, he was afraid. Vayetzelo, he was very disturbed. He was perturbed. What was he nervous about? Our rabbis tell us he was nervous about the fact that Esav Arasha had the mitzvah of Kibud Avaim. And if his enemy has this great mitzvah, who knows if he'll be able to defeat him. My friends, again, let's, let's take a look at what's going on over here. Esav might have the mitzvah of Kibud Avaim, but what are the, how many mitzvot does Yaakov have? How many mitzvot do his children have? And yet, because Yaakov was coming now back to Esav's turf, Yaakov was worried about the merit that Esav had. The merit of, of tzedakah, of mitzvot, of kibbutz avayim, of Torah is so great that when a person is coming towards someone else's space, you're unable to touch, you're unable to uproot, you're not able, nothing will work. Why? Because the person has those merits. So Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I have all the promises in the world, but who says it's going to happen now? Maybe God will have us wandering in the desert for another hundred years until He fulfills that promise. God didn't say when. If that's the case, my friends, it is incredibly important in this world to follow the advice that we find in Pirkei Avot. In Pirkei Avot we read about how a person should seek out a sadiq, a righteous person, a wise man. Drink with thirst their words. And stick to the dust of their feet. Do everything you can to have a relationship with a tamil chacham, with a tzaddik, with a righteous person. Now I must say, there's some people that say, oh yeah, I have my rabbi. But the extent of their relationship is that he's my rabbi. I remember once a man came to me when I first moved to London. We hit it off and he said, Rabbi, he goes, you know, uh, since you moved here, I really feel very connected to you. The way you speak always speaks to my soul. I love your approach. I feel myself coming closer to Judaism like I never felt until I met a rabbi like you. Fantastic. He goes, I'd like to make you my rabbi. He goes, how do I do that? What do I have to do? I said, well, there's a ring ceremony. He goes, really? I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, it's got to be a big one with a nice fat dime. He goes, I don't have to wear it, but I have to have it. He goes, okay, where do I get it from? The guy, hook, line, and sinker. I said, this is why I love you. Because his emunat chachamim was so strong. Whatever I told him to do, that's it, he was in. That's what Rabbi said. And he smiled at me and he said, Rabbi, and this joking around, this lighthearted way, this smile, he says, and that's why I love you. Because the Judaism I grew up with was all about guilt and torture, 
like you know what I mean, and how you're the worst person ever, and you're gonna burn in Gehinnam until you like you know you're like a, a chip a chip or a pellet at the bottom of the barbecue. Okay, he says that this is why. But my friends, the point is that this is what he was ready. If that's what the rabbi said, that's what the rabbi said. Okay, is that clear? This concept of finding a connection to a yesh ba'etz, to having a tree in your life that protects you. You know, on Shabbat afternoon, we take out the Torah, especially if you're in an Ashkenaz shul, they all sing, sorry, Shabbat morning. We don't do that. Ours is more like, <laughs> right? We just mention it. We don't exactly, uh, it's not a long, drawn out dirge. It's, uh, you know, a little bit of a more of a beat. We sing, The Torah is a tree of life to those who cling to it. Now, for some people, they can spend the time and their connection to Torah is their own connection. The connection to the tree is their own connection. They spent the time learning in yeshiva. They learn every morning. They learn every night. But then there's some people who don't either have the capacity or they don't have the ability. At least they feel that way. At least they think that way. So what is their connection to Hayesh Ba'etz, to the Etz Chaim He, is to find a connection with Tamich Chacham, with rabbis. Now again, I need to reiterate this idea. That does not mean that you have all the time to find people, Rabbi, you know, you got to see my phone. And they scroll through the 84,000 rabbi numbers that they have in their phone. I said, that's not a big deal. The FBI has more rabbis numbers. And the CIA and the NSA, right? They all have more rabbi numbers than you have. That doesn't mean they have a connection with a rabbi. A connection means a relationship. A relationship where they're calling you as a rabbi for advice. And not only when they're in a pickle or when somebody died. And not only for a simcha, but you actually have a relationship with them. They're asking advice. You know, you're, you're with, when, you know, and I always say you could tell when a rabbi comes to an event or a simcha and he has a connection with the person. How long do they stay? What do they look like when they're there? Are they asking the whole time, you know, when are we starting? When is it over? You know, is that where the, 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 the relationship is? Or is the person enjoying? That's, that illustrates, that's a litmus test. To illustrate, watching how the rabbi is at your simcha tells you what your connection is with the rabbi. Now, I'm not saying that all rabbis are created equal. You know, a bigger tamih chacham, a bigger sadiq, you should seek out a bigger connection. And there's far greater rabbis and tzaddikim in this world, righteous people than, than me. So, you know, uh, this is not a speech, just but a minan, you should think that I'm talking about myself here. Has v'shalom. But every person needs to have a rabbi. And now I'm saying this as, as loudly as I can to a screen that goes out to different places around the world. If I am your rabbi on Instagram, on Torah Anytime, on WhatsApp, on Spotify, however you get this, I am not your rabbi. A one-way relationship where you press play, and then if you don't like what I say, you hit pause. <laughs> That's not it. I'm happy that you're learning Torah from me, and long may that continue. But it's not the same thing. 
You know, all the time I'll be going somewhere and people will stop you in the street. Rabbi, hey, oh, and they're very close with you. Never saw the guy in my life. I don't know who he is, but he's listening to me every day. So he feels very close with me. He knows every people in my family if I mention them in the class. He wants to know who Sammy Sutton is. I got to meet Dave... I got to meet David E. Ash. Fantastic, right? This is actually what goes on. They're very connected this way. There's a one-way connection. But a relationship is never a one-way connection. It's both ways. The rabbi needs to know you. To answer questions about your life, the rabbi needs to have a relationship with you. He needs to know your father and your mother. He needs to know the situation, the background, what it's like in your house. Maybe I'll give you advice based on what I think you are, but I don't know that your wife's not holding by, there, by that, or the vice versa. Your wife's super religious, but that's a w- terrible piece of advice when the husband is barely holding on to his Judaism and instituting chumrot, strict measures like this, is going to turn him off. You get it? You got to have a rabbi who you know who knows you in your neighborhood that you see in the flesh, not on your phone. MP3 rabbis... That's not the thing. Okay? Hashem should bless us all. Hayesh ba'etz im'ayin. Is there a tree there or not? Do the people there have people who guide them, who teach them, who inspire them or not? My friends, I want to share with you the power of a rabbi. Avraham, when, when it comes to the destruction of Sedom, Abraham comes to God. And Abraham says, I'm not arguing with you on how terrible the people are. You're right, they're the worst. And maybe they deserve to be destroyed. Granted. But maybe in the five cities that are going to be destroyed, maybe there's 50 rabbis. Maybe there's 50 righteous people, even if they're not rabbis, by the way. The the title doesn't have to be rabbi for you to be a tzaddik. There are many tzaddikim that put in a nine-to-five every single day in the office. Pray three times a day, study Torah, acts of kindness, fantastic. Unfortunately, there's also rabbis who are not tzaddikim. <laughs> but to have a person who's a tzaddik, who's a, 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 a person of that caliber, Abraham says, are there 50? Is there a minyan in the whole city? Ten people in the city will save the whole city. But what's remarkable is Abraham keeps bargaining. And the number goes down, which means even less than 10 also could save. And not just one city, all five. What about 45? What about 40? What about 30? Till finally, what's the final number that Abraham bargains down to? How many tzaddikim does he bargain down to? Sorry? Not one. Huh? Three? No. No. Huh? He needs a minyan. Not even in the same city. Okay? Needs a minyan. But again, remember, that's divided over five cities. Do the math. Two people in a city. Some people say he meant to say, maybe if there's 10 in one city, they'll save that city. Other opinions say if there's 10 in the whole region, that's enough. Two people in a city. What's crazy though, is that you think, okay, that's fine, all right, I get it. But if you look in Yirmiyah, when Yirmiyah is talking about the destruction of, of Jerusalem so many uh, 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 thousands of years later, Yirmiyah says about the land of Israel that there wasn't 
a single person going out into the streets trying to convince the people to better their ways. What you see from the Pasuk in Jeremiah is that even if there was one, the whole destruction of the temple could have been avoided. Wild. I'm sure the caliber of that one needed to be pretty dynamic, right? Pretty powerful. Such is the power of a great man. My friends, an example of that is the city of Panama. In Panama City, 50, 60 years ago, the community was holding really nowhere. Chacham Tzion Levi came down, one man came to Panama. He became the rabbi of Panama. And he saw exactly what was going on there. And he knew what needed to be done. And he knew he needed to move so slow, his pace needed to be glacial. Less even than a snail, less even than how long it takes you to get U.S. mail, it needed to be glacial. This, the, the movement of, of glaciers. That's how infinitesimal he needed to be moving the needle. When he first got there, they had a phone. He, I think uh, one of the people told me they had a phone there that they would use. They'd be calling people. In the shul on Shabbat, he was like, oh, we'll call someone to come to make the minyan. They didn't know. They did kashrut, nothing. And slowly but surely, very slowly, anyone that came tried to move things faster, Hamtzi or Levi shut them down, put them out of business. What will happen is you'll break the community in part and in two. The religious will get more religious. The other people will fall off a cliff. We're moving together as a community. One kashrut. One organization of synagogues called Shevet Achim. And the people will tell you. He nurtured. He moved. He guided the people. Today, if you go to Panama City, it's a city that is full of Torah and mitzvot. Mikvaot, kosher restaurants, people studying Torah, the Ba'ale Batin, the people that work all day, come at night, they sit and learn. Some people doing incredible work in that community. The Midrashah, unbelievable. Eli Avraham, Mishtabach Shemo, Rabbi Kassin, who did great things before he left to Eretz Israel. Unbelievable what they did. They're revolution. But that whole revolution was Hayesh Ba'etz. There was one man, one person who became a tree who changed the whole community. Without that person, forget about it. The early Syrians in Brooklyn will tell you that that revolution happened because of Ham, Ham Yaakov Kassim and how he guided the people slowly to the finish line. He understood what needed to be done. In each one of these instances, you can trace back the trajectory of the community to Yesh Ba'etz. Did somebody come ready to take everyone under his, uh, his branches, his leaves, provide shade and welcome to everybody and eventually turn the whole thing upside down. Moshe Rabbeinu knows if there's one guy like that, forget about it. So he asks the spies to let him know if that actually exists. My friends, for yourselves, for your families, Spend the time. Find someone. Find someone local. Someone you could build a kesher with. Someone you could come to their synagogue. Someone you could go to their classes. Let them get to meet you, your family, your children. It will change your life. 
in this world and the next. It will bring tremendous zechut. There are two tribes, one whose name is Yisachar, and one tribe whose name is Zivulun. Zivulun, what was their job? They were merchants. They were the marine merchants. They would travel on boats. They would go and make millions. What was Yisachar's job? His brother? To sit and study. But look at Yisachar's name. Yisachar's name is Yesh Sachar. There is reward. Every Talmid Chacham really has a sign hanging from his neck. It's not something that he's saying. It's something that God is saying. You see it, Sadiq? Yes, Sachar. There's tremendous reward in this person. Seek him out. Support him. Help him in doing what he's doing. Eventually, the people in Panama, I heard unbelievable from him, from friends of mine that were there, they took him so much as their rabbi, they lived and died by his word, that when people would come to the community to collect money, I think it was, they were collecting for Chacham Uvadia, Chacham Seel and David would stand up and he would say how much everyone was allowed to give. <laughs> you giving 50,000, you 20,000. And that was that they gave. He knew how much they had to give. He didn't ask too much. They were all in. The same way you have a financial advisor who tells you how to invest your money. Siddhaqah is a tremendous investment in your world to come and in your olam azeh. You're just giving it out without asking? You have no financial advisor when it comes to your siddhaqah? What are you, Majnun? There's guys out there who are more sketchy than Bitcoin. Make sure you know what you're doing. Yesh Sachar. We were raising money for uh, some amazing causes a couple of weeks ago. And a few people said, you know, Rabbi, I want to give to this rabbi, this Talmid Chacham who's making a wedding. I want to give to this uh, 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 Holocaust survivor that we were buying tefillin for. I want to give to the third cause was... uh, to send a severely disabled girl to camp. I want to give to that cause. Different people said, I want to give this. A few people said, Rabbi, you have three causes. You decide. You decide where it should go. I'm relying on you. I smiled. It's a nice, it's a nice thought. But you know what the truth is? It's, there's, there's value there. Sometimes we do the mitzvot that we feel most like doing. But actually, there might be a better or a bigger mitzvah to be involved in. And sometimes your etz might have a little bit of information on that for you, you know? Hashem should bless us always to have great rabbis. There's no question in my life I am the rabbi that I am today because of my connection with Rabbi Yitzchak Berkowitz Shalita, who is the head of the Jerusalem Kolel, who was then made the Rosh Hashiva of Esh HaTorah in the entire world. There's no question whatsoever in my mind that I am, whatever I am today is because of my rabbi. I will be nothing without him. It's important to have someone that you can say that about. Hayesh ba'etz im'ayin. Get yourself a tree. The J and F was onto something. Except I'm not sure exactly that they read it correctly or not. <laughs> Hashem should bless us always to have the best sorts of people in our life. 
the best friends, the best wives and husbands, the best children, and the best uh, leaders as well. Baruch Adonai Leolam.